What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 95 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined this time by Andre Seegers. No Ash or Tom, as Ash is currently in Vegas, and we're honestly probably going to keep this one a little shorter than usual, mainly because of the fact that uh, it's been kind of a crazy two days, three days, something it's like been, that. It's been yeah, nuts. I mean, couple weeks even but yeah especially yeah exactly two or three days. we really wanted to get this out because we missed the past two weeks of podcasts and we felt really bad like we need to get this out but we also have this huge lineup of stuff that we need to get done most of it seems to be done but it's still like need to crack down on those analyses and that always you know takes some time <laughs> yep they they do take some time <laughs> yep. So I, sometimes I feel like an octoling stuck in the laboratory underground in the subway. Oh, God. All the AD levels I have to get through. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, man. I, I I didn't think to bring this up, but when I was told about AD levels and some of the levels that they were sh- uh, showing there, at least before you enter, were you reminded of Portal a little bit? Like, I'm almost expecting somebody to, like, talk to me and, like, mock me for as I'm going through. I wasn't, but uh, I wish I were now, because that sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, anything involving Portal, I'm down with. That is a that was a great series. So, yeah, if the new DLC reminds me of that, hey, hats off to them. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, uh, been a week. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it's been longer. I was, I was sitting down, and it was like, after we finished up yesterday, I was like, man, this was a hell of a... F- Friday and I'm like wait a second it's only Thursday yeah. oh God <laughs> I know we're not we're not done yet I wish we were done we're not done though nope we are more definitely work to not. be done oh yeah yep. there's <laughs> always so much more to do but uh, how you been holding up how you have been doing oh <laughs> uh, yeah not too bad hanging in there so I mean actually I mean in a sense actually I feel I mean I think yesterday was it I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling it now but I was energized yesterday oh, yeah. like that that I mean yesterday felt great I mean it feels the weird thing is, like, my sense of time's all messed up now, and it doesn't even feel like yesterday to me anymore. It was just, even though it was just barely 24 hours ago that the direct happened, it feels much farther away at this point for some reason. Um, but no, it's been great. Like, I love, I, mean, I really love that, uh, you know, like, the weekly discussions could be in our near future again, hopefully. But, like, there's just an energy, an aura now that we haven't had in years, so... Um, so it's uplifting. I like that. Yeah. It, it, yesterday was a really good day. Everybody was energized, excited. Uh, it just it, it's amazing what Smash can really do for this this community. And it brings people together just as it brings characters together. Yeah, exactly. Everybody wants yeah. to come together and discuss and beat Smash. Each other up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> discuss Smash and then beat each other up for their uh, our poor choices. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh goodness. Yeah. It, it's been really nuts but it's also just been i don't know it's just been a good time and uh glad to have it and the funny thing is we really haven't got much of a break because the week week before that was switch week <laughs> <laughs> right switch so, uh as you were saying earlier thank god nintendo didn't have his direct during switch week otherwise we, we would just be dead we would just died on the spot straight mm. up We'd yeah <laughs> so it's been yeah it's been pretty it's been pretty hectic but no it's been it's been good too um yeah so it's you know it's it, it's just nice that we have things to talk about. Like in the Wii U era, like we're it's like, man, what are we gonna cover this week? Like, what are we gonna do? And now there's too much to cover. We can't keep up. So. <laughs> there is always so much there, and uh, it's. I mean, it's nice to be kept busy during this uh, <laughs> this uh, spring, I guess, and always have something to do. And I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to a few things. Like I've been playing Kirby. I'm looking forward to trying out Detective Pikachu. Hopefully, we get that in soon, and I can 
start working on the review for that. And then uh, as time goes on, we're going to get even more games to play. Uh, a lot of ports, but that's not, I don't think that's a necessarily a bad thing because, well, we've seen how well the Wii U sold. It makes sense for these games to come to the Switch, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's not just first-party games, too. There's lots of ports or third-party games as well. But they are, you know, they, for the same reason, they are kind of reaching a new demographic that may not have uh, bought them originally, you know, partially because they didn't own the hardware or, um, you know, maybe the Switch provides them with a reason or the time now to play those games, uh, which is something I think we've seen quite a bit of, actually, where you, just with how convenient it is to play games now, you may be playing games you wouldn't have otherwise. So, yeah, it's cool. Like, I don't mind the ports. I say bring on the ports. I mean, I want, obviously I want more, you know, I want new original content as well. But um, I also understand that, you know, just because there's a port doesn't mean it's taking the spot of what could have been a brand new game. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm totally on board with it. Like, I loved, I thought the directors really, was, you know, we talked about this already. So, I thought the directors were really solid, though. Um, even even ignoring Smash, if you add Smash, it was like through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think some of the th- I mean, maybe it's because we're in a deal with Nintendo fans most, mostly, but I think even PlayStation Four in its second year had just tons of ports more than original games, and I think even they were catching flack for that. Just so many remasters and compilations and stuff that were being brought over. Uh, from the PS3, and that even had less of an excuse. Well, other than the fact that like it's super HD now, uh, that right. kind of thing. Yeah, it's more HD, more HDs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, I think it's a common thing. It's an easy way to sort of buffer content for third-party developers and, and just developers in general in order to get the new stuff. So I think we'll probably see a lot more new original content in the third year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah. Otherwise, um, trying to think what else. But like, that's the funny thing. It's always it's work, 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 work. <laughs> I know we we, we really should revise our opening segment because it's just <laughs> us describing the work we've done. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, however, actually, as part of that though, so so between Switch Week and this Nintendo Direct, you know, was the weekend for most people. For me though, uh, that was when the, basically when I had the Labo event I went to with my um, with my niece. Mm-hmm. So I actually ended up flying my niece in so I could show her or so I could take her to Labo um, because that'd be good to get that you know, children's perspective. Uh, you know, because even though it is also designed for people, even you know, for kids at heart, um, it is primarily aimed at kids. And it was really cool to see. Um, and we'll have probably a full discussion about this later on at some point. But it was really fun to see. Um, you know, not just her, but the other kids there like really take to Labo. And uh, just you know, seeing how easy it was to construct and the amount of fun they had uh, with the building process, and then the the the, the reward afterward, being able to play with everything, and myself too, as I expected. I mean, as most people I think expected based on my impressions, I had a lot of fun with it too. <laughs> um, I just wanted to build them as I let as me do all the work, my niece. Uh, but playing with the stuff after was really fun. Um, whether it's a piano or even the robot suit, which works shockingly well, like far better than a bunch of cardboard held together with duct tape practically <laughs> slots um, and string <laughs> yeah exactly but beyond all that though i did have a uh, a bit of a break because um i, I flew my i flew my niece in along with my dad her grandfather and uh instead of having them, like instead of having them come in and leave the same day they actually stayed for two days so they flew in one day we had labeled the next and then they stayed most of the following day and it was on that day saturday that gave them a tour of San Francisco. My dad's been around before, but gave my niece a tour. She'd never been in the big city before, but she's from like a small town in eastern Washington. Oh my gosh, so she, she must was, have been blown away. <laughs> oh, she was, yeah, she was. In fact, she was at first, um, 
Uh, she was apparently a little bit claustrophobic like, like with all the people, but she adjusted pretty quickly. Um, and she was just kind of like in awe of everything, just because it's so different from what she's used to. Uh, so yeah, so that was really fun. We went to the Pier 39, which is a kind of like tourist trap here, but there's always fun stuff to do. We saw like the sea lions, we took her through a mirror maze, which she, uh, which she just had a blast with. And then her favorite thing probably was the aquarium, and something we were talking about earlier reminded me of this, because you were saying how during your Splatoon 2 analysis, where you're looking up, like, real fish, you brought up the fact that sea life kind of, like, creeps you out a little bit, right? Or <laughs> the, the really weird-looking stuff. Like, you get really deep into the ocean, like and that's gooey, when you start yeah. getting the really freaky fish. And I've looked up, like, pictures of giant jellyfish, and they're, like, as tall as I am. And I'm, I hate jellyfish to begin with, and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> the sea monsters, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's some things there, like, just straight up sea monsters, basically. Exactly. <laughs> like, so that's what 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so her favorite, so that reminded me of the fact that her favorite thing at the aquarium, it wasn't even a huge aquarium, like, I think it was just really two floors um, one of which is awesome because it's like one of those uh, glass tunnels you walk through with oh, sharks awesome. swimming all around you. But it's not that long. Like you can, I, I mean, like if you weren't concerned with stopping at each exhibit, you could literally walk through this thing in probably like three minutes. <laughs> um, it's not, <laughs> it's not big. But her favorite part was at the end. You have these, there's these like little shallow pools where you can actually touch the fish. You have like some, like a, uh, I think, um, oh god, what what were they like? They weren't, they weren't manta rays, but um like that i guess yeah Maybe they were mad or it. i don't know they were they couldn't sting you so i don't know what they are <laughs> clearly i didn't pay that much attention <laughs> but there were these fish you could touch um along with starfish and a few other things and she had a blast with that she was like touching fish for like an hour like, just, <laughs> just, just feeling how, seeing how they all feel and comparing yeah. i guess <laughs> she and, does seem like the adventurous type and um yeah she totally did and so her so she was touching like the it was all like seawater or at least uh you know the temperature was like you know the temperature seawater would be so when she was finally done we had to pull her away her hands were freezing like oh they, were so, they were they were ridiculously cold to the point where like you know if when your hand like when your hands are cold you can't really you know uh, grab that quickly like if you try and grab and Ungrab, I guess, mm-hmm. unclass, whatever that is, ungrass. It's been a long week. <laughs> um, she couldn't even move her hands out quickly, so it was really funny. Oh my gosh! Um, it was probably like half an hour before she got like full feeling back in them. But yeah, so that was fun. It was cool having them here, you know, showing, you know, having her be part of Labo. But she was super excited for Labo, and you should go watch a video they have with her already, where she's probably she's a lot more eloquent than even myself, even or a lot of journalists. Most of us here, Labo. yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> we stumble over our words, and she just sort of nails it. No wonder you're replacing her with me, replacing me with her. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm sure that she had a bunch of fun stories to tell friends when she got back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think she did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I remember when we were like we got that Labo thing. It's like you were like, "Crap, I need a kid." Yeah, <laughs> we need to get a kid at. Oh, we need to find a kid. <laughs> oh, right, to bring my sister has four us. of them. Yeah, exactly. It's like just use those. It's <laughs> like I have a nephew, but he's only three, and I don't think he's ready for this type of stuff yet. You're probably not. Yeah. So a little bit older kids. So, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. I haven't gone to the movies even since Black Panther, and I think you got to see Annihilation. I wanted to see that, but I just never found found the time. Was your time annihilated? Yes, yes, it was. It's been <laughs> annihilated. I know the feeling. Yeah, <laughs> but what'd you think? Um, <clears throat> I, I thought the promise was better than the execution. It's funny. I've seen comments from some people being like, uh, 
you know, it, like it left me thinking, like it's thought provoking. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I felt like it was very surface level. It felt like the movie was deeper than, or thought it was deeper than it actually was. Because I didn't have, like, I didn't feel like there was too much to even ruminate about. So I liked, I mean, I didn't hate it. I liked parts of what it did. I think there's some really, there are some really cool scenes in it. At the same time, I felt like it didn't go far enough. It probably could have been executed far better than it was. Which is disappointing to me because the director, Alex Garland, I think, mm-hmm. uh, he made um, Ex Machina, which is probably one of my favorite movies now. I love that movie. So I, I had high hopes for this. And it underwhelmed me a little bit, so... Yeah, I, as soon as I... I didn't have much interest in the movie originally, and then I saw this from the director of Ex Machina, I was like, oh! Because Ex Machina was one of those things I just heard a little bit about, heard it was actually really good, and I was like, okay, I'll check this out. And I watched it, I was like, holy crap! That mm-hmm. was amazing! I love that yeah. movie! So good! Just, yeah, fantastic. Huh. Yeah, I'm not sure when I'll get back to the movies. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> that's, Do you uh, movie pass yet? No, it's because I'm... Why don't you have movie pass yet? because I'm near AMC's, and I'm afraid to pull the trigger in case I was like, oh, good, I have... Uh, they've, they've only... You live in some small town, don't you? They, they, they only block the big ones, so... I guess They've it. only blocked, like, ten of them. <laughs> I guess that's true. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's, like, I... I don't pay that much extra for it. I, I don't know. It's, it's, we'll see. I'll see. It's probably one of those things I'll get eventually. I just haven't taken the time yet. I know it I just remi- you, I just got reminded of the fact that Michael... Cascone, uh, he left a comment. He, I, we're not using. Uh, I didn't use him for one of the topic or for one of the topics, but he suggested one. Um, but as part of it, he had mentioned that um, Movie Pass should be paying me because apparently uh, I've mentioned them quite a few times now. And he mentioned that because of me and all and all the all I've been saying about them, his family or him and, him and his friends and family have bought five Movie Passes alone. Oh so, my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> right, so I should be getting a commission on this. You really should. Although to be fair, I, I actually think they basically already are with how good of a deal Movie Pass is. So, really, Derek, what I'm saying is by you not having movie pass, you're essentially losing money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it makes even more sense for you because movies are ridiculously expensive out near you. Yeah, they are. Uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, if I, see, no, if I see literally one movie, I've already more than made back that costs for that month. Yeah. So, I, whereas, whereas I think most markets, you're like, you're breaking even around that point. Uh, maybe a little bit under. But yeah, for me, I'm like ahead of the game. Yeah, because how much do you pay a month? It, it's nine ninety five. Nine ninety five. That's you know I'd have to go to two movies, yeah, to get that back because I'm usually about ten to twelve bucks. I forget the exact amount. I just, mm-hmm. I, just, I just pay it anymore. It's like whatever. Wait, <laughs> wait, hold on, wait. How much is it? You said to see a movie ten to twelve. Yeah. Wait, then wait, then you only have to see one movie to make it back too. I guess so. I mean, it depends. I I can't remember exactly when how much it is, but that's all right. It's like yeah. Around it's, there, it's, been, it's been a long week. I'm sure both are exactly. both our math skills are <laughs> exactly. nowhere. We are I mean, my, my math is already weak. When you add to when you add how tired I am, or both of us are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was telling you about this before we started, and I was like, man, I went to sleep last night, woke up, and I'm like, I don't feel rested at all. <laughs> like, yeah, no, just, right. Like it felt good to get to sleep, but I'm like, like get up, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, the thing for me too is like, I mean, so last night. Um, so, uh, like, I actually edited your analysis. Yes. Because you, you were working on the discussion. So, mm. you, you did um, I mean, you did the, the grunt, or you did most of the work, but I ended up putting it together. And that kept me up until 3 a.m. Now, the thing is, usually for me, like, um, once I go to bed, like, I'll always wake up, usually by 10 a.m. at the absolute latest. Like, I have a cutoff. And, and usually it's even before then. So, um, but luckily for me, the, so, yeah, what I'm saying is, like, no matter when I go to bed, like, I'll always wake up. 
not too much later than I normally would have anyway, which kind of sucks. On the other hand, though, I usually cope pretty well with little sleep. So as long as I get, like, I'd say maybe four to five hours minimum, I can make it. <laughs> um, which is good. So, but I still prefer having more sleep if I can. Yeah, exactly. And the, the funny thing for me is that, like, the... <laughs> my Wednesday was also hell. I almost forgot to tell this story. So we're, like, we realized, that, oh, the Nintendo Direct is coming. And uh, our plans for um, me trying out multiplayer for Kirby... I kind of ran into issues because of just inclement weather, and uh, for the people that I was going to go play with, um, well, we we can say who. Right? Oh, we, I'm, I guess we can yeah. say who. Yeah, I was uh, supposed to play with the Nintendo Power couple. Uh, go up to there because it turns out I live relatively close to them, mm-hmm. so I was going to make a day of it uh, this this week and uh, go play with play some Kirby with them. But uh, they've been out of power for the past week, <laughs> something like that, because of the nor'easter. And I haven't been able to visit because, well, they have no power. They haven't even been at home because, <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it gets to be, the, we see the direct was announced and we're like, oh, crap, we're probably going to be super busy. I, and then basically after that's done, I need to get working on the review. I need to find somebody to play Kirby with. And right, but it's a, yeah, because it's a co-op, it's a co-op platforming game. Like it seems like it was built with co-op in mind more so than even New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, so it's like we gotta test this. Yeah, and the thing is, nah, all my friends have lives, and there's not many too many around here. So it's like I did not, like I got a hold of a few of them, and just none of them were, were available. And it's just like, oh man, what do I do? So I ended up going to. Uh, Philadelphia <laughs> that night. I didn't leave until 6.30 my time. It's a two-hour drive. Um, and I you know, got there at 8.30, played Kirby uh, with, uh, for those of you who are aware, um, the brother of some call me Johnny Elliott uh, and his girlfriend. And they've, they they have experience with all that sort of stuff before. And we played the game with them, had fun with it. I mean, it was a good time. I just had to drive two hours, play the game for about four, left around 12.30, didn't get home until three, woke up, had to get my taxes done, <laughs> and then it was time for the direct. And it was, yeah, I'm a little tired. <laughs> that sounds pretty pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I almost feel like we're making excuses. <laughs> you know, it's like, guys, it's, life's hard. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, guys, it's, it's tough being an adult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be a kid again. Seriously. Just, yeah. I'll trade, you know what? I will trade places with Esme. Let me have her life. That's much easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? Seriously, I'm jealous. Yeah. You don't appreciate being a kid when you are a kid. It's only when you're older. It's like, oh, crap. Why do I want to grow up so, so quickly? <laughs> uh, ain't that the truth? But, uh, no. well, let's go ahead and jump into our news topics for this week. And uh, right off the bat, uh, Nintendo has patented a keyboard and Donkey Konga drums for the Switch. Uh, that was recently discovered this week. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's something. I mean, like, I know <laughs> it got a lot of people excited about the idea of having drums because... A lot of people really love Donkey Konga. I've never actually played it, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess the the weirdest thing with this is that it's not. I mean, the, the thing with patents is like, who knows? It may be it may be nothing. Um, you know, if nothing may come of this. But you would think that the a bongo potentially would be part of a labo kit, perhaps. Um, whereas this just this seems to be a more you know a more conventional style of like plastic accessory, essentially. But I'm presuming plastic. 
Uh, except this time, you, you plug your Joy-Con into it, right? That's the whole uh, point with it. You plug your Joy-Con in and... Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I think that was the case with the keyboard, too, where it uses the, the Joy-Con to determine, like, which buttons you're hitting. So, in that sense, like, these should be cheaper than typical accessories. They don't need to include the wireless technology. Um, at the, on the other hand, though, like, if they're not Labo and they are just plastic accessories, I feel like um, that's kind of going against what the Switch is about. Labo's kind of the exception. Like, it's a whole new kind of paradigm for them. But you don't want to be hauling around plastic accessories with you to play games, right? So these either have to be completely optional for these games um, with an alternate way of playing when you're on the go, uh, or maybe it, maybe it is part of something else that we're not that we're not aware of yet. Like maybe it's not just a Donkey Konga style game, but maybe a new type of thing Nintendo is exploring. You know, a whole new avenue maybe. I mean, a keyboard obviously would have many different uses, and that one kind of makes sense for like to be used, you know, uh, only as home usage. Like I could see that if you want. I mean. I'm trying to think of how, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of- I could see it, like, if they ever get an internet br- a web browser on the Switch, that'd be useful for that sort of idea. Um, I don't think they're, I don't think we can get a web browser. Probably not, but that's yeah. one of the things. I mean, you're right, I we mean, did, that'd be useful, I mean, that's I agree. The, that's the thing, it was like, we, we have no idea if these are actually going to happen, it's just, these are patents and whatnot. I forget, don't, do keyboards already work on the Switch, or? I think so, it's just their own keyboard, I guess. Yeah. Because I remember testing that a while ago. Back when the Switch first came out, so right, yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. I mean, ultimately though, I mean, what I just said doesn't matter because uh, Donkey Kong goes kind of cool, except for the fact that it killed your hands after like ten minutes. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you could still get the same effect as Donkey Kong, even though you don't get the feedback of just shaking the Joy-Con back and forth. Well, and that's exactly what they, what they did on the Wii with the Wii port of Donkey Kong, or with the Wii port of Jungle Beat, I should say. Right, right. right. Which also used the um, yeah, the bongos, but. Uh, originally on the GameCube, you used the bongos. On the Wii, you just shook the Wii remote and nunchuck. Yeah, so uh, there's that's, that's the funny thing. There's a way around this. It's just that tactile feeling of actually using the drums. So right. uh, I don't know. It's it's an odd thing. We'll see if anything comes of it. I mean, the thing is, even if they do announce something, and it's not even guaranteed to come out because we're still waiting on that vitality sensor. <laughs> yeah, I know. The uh, quality of life accessories. We've seen nothing of them. Yeah. So are those... I mean, I think they said not too long ago that they're still working on them, but I have a, like, I wonder, like, is that just their, like, their, their perpetual backup plan that they could just always point to if if sales of the Switches go south or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's, I it feel like, it feels like they have a lot of backup plans. Like, we're going to continue th- supporting the 3DS in case the Switch fails. Uh, we'll go to quality of life in case video games fail. Like, Nintendo's has a lot of backup plans, it seems. I mean, yeah, they, they're diversifying more than they ever had before, like with movies, theme parks, um, other potential crossovers we may not know about that they've you know, kind of hinted at, like with other media. Um, yeah, so it does seem like they have a lot of balls in the air, which is probably a good thing. It's good to diversify, especially when those um, when all those different balls can like feed off each other, you know, mm-hmm. making, you know, uh, oh, like mobile games as well is another thing. Uh, but like each of those can like kind of advertise or market the other to a, a potential new demographic. Oh, yeah. So, you think they're not going to sell Nintendo games at Super Nintendo World? <laughs> like, holy Yeah, right, exactly. Bingo. I mean, like, even Labo, to a smaller extent, is going to reach a demographic that the Switch wouldn't, or, you know, may not by itself. It's going to, you know, it's going to get attention from, from shows, like, from TV shows, that wouldn't cover the Switch normally. 
So, like, I think it's, like, I think Labo's going to kind of get it, is going to kind of give it that, um, that weed level of, uh, awareness mm-hmm. that, you know, because the Wii was everywhere. And while Labo isn't quite as broad-reaching in terms of, like, the core demographic, I think it'll reach a similar audience in terms of, like, awareness. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those, you can sort of see it being talked about, especially towards Christmas, if it takes, really takes off, as just yeah. this sort of educational toy. For sure. And, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if we, and we'll also see if we'll get actually get those drums, but, eh, speaking of Donkey Kong, uh, Nintendo has revealed that Tropical Freeze will be $60 on the Switch, and... I'm not sure how I feel about this one. Like, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was also $60, but that did have all the DLC, brand new revamped battle mode, new characters. Like, there was a, it felt like there was a substantial increase in content. And I don't think, I don't think Funky Kong equals all that content, at least what we've seen so far. Unless they're no, hiding maybe- something. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you just look at it that way, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I think Funky Kong might actually even take away from the game for for a lot of people. Like, I think, I mean, part of what made Tropical Freeze so great is that it was a really well designed platformer that is that is hard as nails, um, and that's part of the appeal. Like, it's a really tough platformer that demands you get good at it. Mm-hmm. And it already had you know it already had three different characters they could use they could switch between to see you know if you had trouble with one character you could try another i mean dixie in a way was already the easy mode of that game even if it still didn't make it easy and funky kong is just taking it to the extreme combining it combining all three characters traits basically into one um so yeah i almost look at it as like not necessarily even a i mean it's not a negative because you don't have to use it but there really isn't much value there for a lot of people so yeah in that sense you know when you look at it that way it's like you're not getting ten dollars worth of content over what you did on the wii u but here's the way i'll look at it and the, the way I look at it is, if the Wii U version hadn't come out, had hadn't ever come out, this wouldn't even be a question. That is true. No one would be questioning the price point. Um, so I think it's completely fair. Like, the Wii U version still exists. If you really want that $10 discount, probably even more now. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you can pick it up for way cheaper. Uh, buy it on Wii U, then. Um, if you want to switch, then you're, you know, then you're going to pay the $60 full price full price cost. Like, if anything, I mean, I've I said before, if there were any game deserving of that full price originally, it was Tropical Freeze, one of the best platformers of, I would say, the last 10 years. Uh, I think it more than earned that 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 price. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the $50 version, which may be cheaper, still exists. Get that if you want. But if you want to switch, then pay the 60 Like, I mean... Don't get me wrong, I would love if it were cheaper. I would love if everything were cheaper. Uh, <laughs> I just don't see this being an issue. Like, I don't see it being an issue more than any other game at that at that $60 price that people don't have an issue with. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You are, no matter what, you are getting a quality title with this. And it might as well be a brand new game for as many people actually bought it on the Wii U. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's it really is just a fantastic game. And... I don't know. I, I'm still. I think the only thing I'm kind of bummed about with Tropical Freeze is it doesn't also have uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, and I've talked about this before. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Like, it's it's kind of weird because right, I think the game more than justifies its value by itself. And on the other hand, as one who's played both games, I was hoping for a a double pack um, because. You know, I, Tropical Freeze isn't that old at this point, and it would have been awesome if they had bundled in the original version, so you had that kind of complete collection there, at least of the Return series, and at the same time, upgrading the original game to be in, um, you know, 1080p or 720p, 720 to 1080p. Uh, that would be fantastic. I would 
it'd be fun to it's been quite a while since I played that original game I think most people for most people even oh yeah so I think I mean that would have I, I mean I, I think there'd be a lot fewer questions about the value of the game at that point for sure um, so yeah I mean, obviously I would prefer that I would love if that were the you know I would love if they bundled in all the Donkey Kongs even <laughs> uh, so yeah I mean that's that's where it gets weird. Like for people who play the Wii U one, I, I mean, absolutely, there there may not be much value there, and in that sense, don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you are if you already played it, yeah, you probably don't need to pick this up. It's I think it does run at 1080p now, which is better. Otherwise, you know, that's a pretty marginal improvement. Don't get it. Um, I mean, in fact, if I weren't getting a review copy, I can't even promise I'd pick it up myself. Even though I love the original, there's not much more value here. Whereas, had they bundled in the original version, then yes, it would have, earned, it would have totally earned that again for me. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird thing. And I it's actually kind of funny we didn't see anything of it at the Direct. Like, they didn't go any more on it. I mean, I guess Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition didn't either. It's like, all right, we've given you all the information. Uh, we'll let you know when it comes out. <laughs> we'll, yep. we'll start advertising it then, but not taking up a direct slot. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I uh, we'll see how it does. Hopefully it does pretty well because it is just a quality platformer. And here's here. I mean, I would be, I'd be totally down for more Donkey Kong Country, honestly, if it keeps up that quality. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people will be bummed if Retro announced that as their next game. I'd I'd probably be okay with it actually, because I've learned. I was originally I was gonna be I was disappointed when they announced Tropical Freeze, and you know what? They showed me better. It's like, no, you were wrong. This is one of the best games we've ever made, and you're gonna like it. So, um, <laughs> if they can pull that off again, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, continuing on, Nintendo uh, has announced that they're finally gonna do something with gold points on the Nintendo Switch. You can use them to basically get discounts on your game or even potentially get a free game if you have enough. However, it's you know it's not exactly a great exchange rate. Basically, one gold gold point is worth one penny. Um, and you earn them, you get 5% for digital purchases and 1% of the total cost uh, for physical purchases, which I don't know if I, a lot of people have trouble with that disparity, and I'm kind of with them. Like, I know it's encouraging you to get the di- the digital versions, but I don't know. It just seems like why why one over the other, you know? Yeah, there was an article on CNET that did the conversion. Okay, so I believe you, it looks like you'll need to spend $6,000 in order to redeem one full-price game. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, that one penny each. That, so. that is, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, I mean, that's, okay, so here's the thing. Um... On the one hand, this is this is free money, basically, right? You're getting money back. That's a good thing. People have pointed out it's similar to other reward programs, you know. And hey, it's something you you weren't getting before. Hey, that how can that be a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's more. It's it's not that it's a bad thing. It's more it, that it's a I don't care thing. Like that <laughs> is of such little value. I just don't care. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, I maybe I'll be able to cash in some of that at some point. Um, you know, but. It it, it 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 it's like it, it feels like using like a coupon for like twenty five cents off. You know, <laughs> it's like you, you can't really get excited about it. So, and when people compare it to other programs, like um, I think a lot of people were comparing it to credit cards. It's like, well, the difference is with credit cards, they're using that all the time. So even if the return, uh, the reward may be similar, like I I get those rewards quicker with credit cards. Whereas, man, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever... I mean, it's unlikely anyone, or most people rather, are going to spend $6,000 <laughs> on the Switch throughout its entire lifespan. Um, 
Yeah, that's yeah, a lot yeah, of games. In fact, <laughs> yeah, the article saying about you would have to buy 100 physical Switch games at price of $60. Very few people are going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so that's just it. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just a thing that most people don't care about. Uh, it's, I mean, the, the program was already not exciting before. It's not any more exciting now. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Remember when my Nintendo was going to be the big new thing that, like, really ramps up what Club Nintendo could do? Yeah, that never happened. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. I mean, they, they just, I mean, they simplified it in one way. They don't have to type in codes anymore. Then they made it more complex by having, like, three different types of currency, some of which expire as well, which I think they still I think expire, all, I right? I think all of them expire still. Like, what did, okay, that is just, so like, just spitting in your face. Exactly. You'll never be able to, unless you're buying those games extremely quickly, you will never have... Like be able to buy, get enough gold coins to get that, um, get that free game. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't ever expect to reach that point anyway. Um, but it really is just going to be the mi- most minor of discounts each time. Right. Yep. Exactly. So I mean, that's it. it it's, it's it doesn't matter. Like it's not a big deal. I don't hate Nintendo for it. I just don't like them for it either. <laughs> it's just a, I mean, it's just kind of like a dumb program that will get you a few cents off here and there. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. okay. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess the the potential here is like maybe it's setting the groundwork for future expansion. You know, once they start tying in theme park rewards, potentially maybe. You know, maybe there's more to it that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they've hinted at this in the in the past as well. They've straight up said, I think, that it'll all be incorporated. So, so maybe there is more to this reward program once they start fleshing out. You know, their their reach in general. Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's like meh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a giant, big giant map. Yeah, wake me up when it's, you actually got something to do with it. You know, right? All right. Well, the uh, next bit of news we got here is that uh, Blizzard is still rumored to be porting Diablo three to the Switch. They had that little tease on Twitter of uh, the Diablo's head plugged into a power outlet and switching it on and off. Which, if you have any form of switch it's a you know it's like hey it's coming to switch exactly it's like obvious but i don't get it what's that i don't get it you don't get it i don't get it all right well there's no hope for you (laughs) (laughs) no um it's just it's it made it make sense and blizzard has denied it but of course all the other rumors and they basically all they said was we don't have anything to announce at this time that's not as like that's not them saying Diablo was never coming to the Switch, so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time. Oh yeah, it's it's just a matter of time, totally. And I don't have too much to say about Diablo three itself because I haven't played it. Um, I think it's cool though. I think I think that's exciting for a lot of people. Uh, and as part of that though, a broader point I wanted to touch on is something I was thinking about recently and how I know we've been saying we said it a lot. We're like. This game is perfect on the Switch, right? Mm-hmm. I think we said that about literally almost every game. <laughs> Pretty much. And I think that's because I think almost literally every game is like the Wii Sports for the Switch. And by that I mean Wii Sports is what sold the Switch. Like that, like you see it, you, it made sense. It's like, I get it, I want the Wii t- to play it. Uh, with a Switch, every game is kind of like that, where it's selling you on the hardware. It's like, what? I can play this type of game on the go anywhere, like and on my TV at home? So I think Diablo 3 kind of plays into that. It's like, wow, who, you know, just a year or two ago, who would have expected that? Being able to play a game like Diablo 3 wherever you want. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's cool for that reason. Like, it, it's exciting because it kind of does, you know, it kind of sells a Switch for that. Yeah, and now you have a, like, four-person multiplayer 
experience to go have on the go. And yeah. um, I, I have not played Diablo 3 since it originally came out, where it had that, that really dumb in-app purchase thing where you could like get good gear and like sell it and people could purchase it themselves and you can actually people actually having jobs doing this sort of thing like basically mining good equipment and then selling it and trying to make money off it it was like it was it was a weird program that sort of just broke the game as far as getting (laughs) good stuff and fortunately they eventually killed that and i hear it's gotten better plus if they include the expansions like you could get a lot of content on here for if you oh Oh, go go ahead I was just gonna say, if you read um, Jason's book, Jason Schreier, Jason Schreier, I think from Kotaku, mm-hmm. Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, it goes into the auction house they had and the, the whole That's process it, it was the behind that. House. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, how they describe like the behind the scenes details of how it came about and how they reversed course on it, <laughs> and and yeah, fixed course. So. Yeah, exactly. It was like it's one of those things where you look at that idea and like, how did they think that this was a good thing? Mm-hmm. Well, look at loot boxes these days. Yeah, so, I guess that's uh, true. <laughs> that is yeah. true. But it's—I mean—the other cool thing is that this is the first time we've had a Blizzard game on Nintendo since what the N sixty four. Yeah, StarCraft, right? Yeah, I think so. Star- yeah, I think you're right. So that, yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big news. Yeah, I'd say so. Do you think? So how long until we get WoW on Switch? <laughs> I don't know about WoW. The thing—the <laughs> one I think of immediately is how long till we get Overwatch. Yeah, that, I mean, I, that that, I mean that that seems like it'd be a perfect game for the Switch. <laughs> that does. Um, oh, may might may, may not be WoW, but what's that card game they have? Oh, uh, Hearthstone. Hearth, Hearthstone. 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 Yeah, That's there it. we go. That'd probably be pretty Heath, good on the Heath Switch. Stone. Yeah, <laughs> Heathcliff. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. So, like, there's there's definitely some games in Blizzard's library they could easily bring you over to the switch and would get some definite buzz i mean we're i mean i think we're like at a tipping point of third-party releases like where they've been increasing in frequency with the announcements and it's only going to become more frequent i have a feeling there are so many games in the works for the switch that we have no idea about <laughs> uh but we i think we'll be finding about a lot of them pretty shortly i mean particularly with e3 coming up but it's going to be an avalanche of games coming up guaranteed yeah it's, it's basically we're in catch-up period right now but mm-hmm. pretty soon, I'm pretty sure it's going to be date and di- date and day with the other systems. Yeah, I think that's sure. what they're building up to. I think so. So, very cool. All right. Well, the final bit of news we have this week is uh, on the switch glitch that happened thanks to the anniversary of the system because all of a sudden people actually had started having games for a year, namely Breath of the Wild. A few others are possible, but it it was discovered that once you hit a year and it resets, it actually resets the playtime as well and Mm -hmm. uh, completely gets rid of it. Now, Nintendo has already addressed this, that they are working on an update that will restore it. It's all still being tallied. It's just being displayed wrong. So it's really not that big of a news story, but other than the fact that, yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to have that... um, be able to keep track of how long you've played a game. I wish you could get a little bit more accurate, but yeah. well, have you checked it since one of the updates? Because they did they did make it more accurate. Oh, did it they? Was, uh, yeah, uh, I mean it's not it's not hour, to the hour accurate, but it's um, now much more accurate than it was before. Where uh, like it'll it'll tell you within the, uh, like I think down to like every five hours maybe. I forget or or with or if it's less than five hours. I forget the exact breakdown, but it's better now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they actually made it much more useful. I mean, I, yeah, if it were even more specific, that'd be better. But it's at a pretty good place, I think. So they they definitely fixed it since launch. 
Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people are concerned about this, particularly with it hitting what is for many people the game they invested the most time into, Big Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Uh, pretty, you know, I saw that in my case even because I think it hit me before most people since I had the game, you know, a couple weeks early or a week and a half early. Uh, yeah, so glad it's being fixed, or yeah, glad they're fixing this glitch, the switch glitch, <laughs> as you call it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not too much more to say about it. Yeah, really. there really isn't. I mean, it is kind of funny how you get attached to that playtime. It's like, yeah, this is this is the effort I spend on it. <laughs> you know, yeah, how much time I, w- I was with, and uh, I would be sad if I lost that pro- like that indicator for how long I played Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be good. No, exactly. <laughs> hundreds of hours. Exactly. Oof. That new game plus came out this uh, the, not too long ago too, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't have the time for that. It's cool what they're adding, <laughs> but I do not have the time. <laughs> yeah, maybe time for a new stream, Derek. Oh God, <laughs> I mean, I guess that is a possibility, but yeah, yeah we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that pretty much takes care of all the news for this week. So let's go ahead and get into our uh, Patreon topics. And as always, for just uh, $1 a month, you guys can support us on Patreon. Get these podcasts three days early every Friday, as well as off top, as well as well offer up topics like the ones we have here. So, uh, Andre, do you want to start us off? Yeah, this one comes to us by way of A Link Between Times, who says, Welcome back, uh, Game Explain. How do you deal with jerks, idiots, or all-around dicks when you can't avoid them? Do you ignore them as much as possible, be aggressive with them, or try to befriend them? Good luck on the analysis. Well, thanks, uh, A Link Between Times. We need all the luck we can get. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> this one, like, I'm all over the place when it comes to jerks. Like, I think you're better at dealing with them than I am, Derek, or at least ignoring them. Because I'm bad at that. Mm. <laughs> like, I wish... This is something I feel like I can improve on. And I thought this question was pertinent particularly with because i think kind of funny he had a segment on this recently too where greg mentioned that there was a comment recently that like he's he apparently also is or he apparently is really good at you know he's gone good at kind of like letting the negative comments just you know uh, roll, roll off, off his back yeah. Like he, yeah he doesn't let them bother him uh, but there's one in particular that he got really upset with and he wrote like a long response to but he and he sent it around to all his co-workers who eventually talked him down from posting it and he didn't but he, he brought up the fact that made him feel like things he hadn't felt in a while <laughs> like <laughs> just pure anger and I, I don't think i've gotten like that angry uh, or that angry particularly recently but i totally understand that feeling and uh and I don't do as well as he does with ignoring ones, even less than that. <laughs> um, where I will engage people. Like, I, I'll be straight up. I can be a dick right back. Like, I'm not a dick. I'm sure a dick to me. But if you're a dick to me, I'll be a dick right back to you. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, and there, I mean, there are times where I'll straddle the line. Like, usually I'm more curt than anything. Um, or, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm straight up. Like, I don't think I'm straight up a, like, a complete a-hole to most people. Unless you're just an a-hole to me, then... Um, then I can be, I think. I don't know, you probably have a better better grasp on that too, Derek, uh, than I do. Um, <laughs> it is funny, like, sometimes you get, like, certain things, it's been, like you said, it has been a while, but I remember certain times, like, certain thing, things have gotten to you, and I had to, ju- we just, like, no, just let it go, let it take care, take care of, like, it's not worth it, all you're going to do is just rile it up and make it even bigger, more of an issue, <laughs> and sometimes you listen, sometimes you don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it, it's like, you're, for most of the people, you aren't going to change their mind, like, mm-hmm. they, most, you know, they're either trolling, or they just dislike you fundamentally, or something about you, um, even though they still watch your content for whatever reason, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, so there's really, I mean, there's really no point in arguing with them, but that doesn't stop me, even though I realize that all the time, and actually, most of the time, I mean, most of the time, I do ignore them, it's just that, you know, every now and then, I can't help myself. I will reply, and I'll just start like a chain. I wish I'd never gotten involved with. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of like advice, like, I mean, I don't really have any because I'm bad at it. So, <laughs> I mean, because yeah, the thing is, I mean, the thing, the thing that sucks is like we don't get we don't get that many negative comments. Luckily, I mean, most and the ones I do see like aren't even on our own channel typically. Like they're elsewhere. Um, you know, whether it's on like a message board or something, I don't know, or Twitter, where people or anyone can just tweet at you. So it's harder to avoid there. Um, so yeah, I, I think you know, like. I'm trying to think of what I even want to say here. <laughs> I think, I mean, there are times when, like, we'll post a video and I don't even want to look at the comments. Like, I don't even want to care what people have to say about anything <laughs> I have to say in this video. Um, I just want to deal with it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, because the thing is, like, even though most of the comments are positive, oftentimes extremely positive, it just takes one comment to just ruin all of that. And it's like, I don't know. There's just something about the way humans, like, perceive like feedback. Oh yeah, like because it confirms everything you worry about yourself. Well, I mean that okay, so that's actually that you're kind of hitting on hitting on the head there, right? Like um there's like there's so many things that like I have uh well maybe not so many things, but there's there are, you know, I there are things with myself that I have concerns about and seeing like that validated through a comment just sucks. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, it's like yeah, I know my voice is weird sometimes and it sucks to see that thrown back in my face like that, yeah. right? It's like, man, so, you're awesome. Even though, you're like, great. You, all this things are like, yeah, thank you. Um, sure. But then you get that you like this zeroing on that one thing you have right. that neurosis about and it just like cuts into you. It's like, ugh. Oh, it totally does. Yeah, straight up. Because, like, even, like, for me as, like, growing up even, like, I think I knew, I realized that pretty, like, probably in high school, like, hearing back my own recordings. Like, no one, no one likes hearing, hearing their own voice back at them. Like, no one likes listening to their own recordings. And yet, despite that, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure my recording's worse than most other people's. <laughs> like, there's something about my voice that I think is a little bit off. Um, or different, I should say. And, um... And to be fair, I think I've improved a lot in just how I speak since uh, since then, um, even. Mm. But still, like, you know, I'll, I think my voice is kind of like an acquired voice or an acquired taste, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, just hearing, like, just occasionally seeing that feedback still, as an example of stuff that can still get to me every now and then. Although that feedback, I'm kind of largely, I'm kind of largely over. But there are things like that. I'm just using that as an example. Mm. Like, things like that will hit on something I'm self-conscious about that will, like, get to me. It's like, oh, man, that just really riles me up. Yeah. So. I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't seen many comments, like, for a while there, it happened a lot, but I think we've gotten to the point where people have gotten used to the eccentricities of your voice, be they as whatever they they may, and I don't see those type of comments that often. Yeah, I mean, I don't either. It was more just an example. Yeah, exactly. Just an old school one. Uh, Makes sense. Like, I know know when I first heard myself talking, I was like, oh, God, I sound so weird. It just sounds so off. I don't, uh, I don't know. But then I had people, like, actually liking my voice. I'm like, are you high? (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's, that doesn't sound right at all to to me. But uh, okay, sure. I'm glad you enjoy it. Um, no, with me, it, it, it takes usually it takes a lot to just get me riled up in general. Certain things can definitely cut to that core and get me upset and angry, and uh, they just drive you nuts. Um, but I always try not to respond because I know that gives them the satisfaction. And a lot of, what I've sort of taken to doing is I know they want that rise, especially if they're a trollish comment or a trollish thing. It's usually on Twitter because I don't respond on comments on the videos themselves that often um just because there's so many sometimes that yeah, you almost never yeah you don't reply very often i think no i really like, don't and that's mainly because i like i do updates which i don't really have much to add there 
and I do the analyses and I get very afraid. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, I am terrified of looking at analysis comments because it's all corrections, it feels like. Right, or or what people think are corrections. One of the two. Like, or, I mean, yeah, it goes between the two. Mm. Like, okay, here, here's an example. Um, is we you know we did our off the cuff uh, real time analysis. Of oh, I'm a, I'm terrified to look at that one. Yeah, well, I, and, and we've already kind of like we've done updates since that kind of already addressed some of that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean the thing that yeah the, the thing that kind of sucks is I'm using it as an example because mm-hmm. so okay here, yeah here's a great example when we were looking at Pitt yesterday or what we thought was Pitt and I think everyone agrees it's pretty much Pitt. To the left of him, you were wondering who that was, and I'm like, "Oh, that's just Pitt's wing. That looks like Pitt's other wing. Where on the right side he has one, you have one wing. On the other side, you have his other wing. Mm-hmm. And then we go all kind. Of, then I think to everyone, it's like, "Oh, that makes sense. Like I see that now too." Um, now since then, other people commented, "Well, I think that looks like Yoshi," and I agree with them. Yeah. Like, yeah, actually, I can totally say that as Yoshi. But you can get locked in these ways of thinking um, that are that's hard to break out of. So, um, mm-hmm. so it, it what, so the thing that hurts the most is when you see comments. On like an analysis where it's like, wow, are you stupid? Like, how did you not see this? And it's like, man, I was looking at this footage so much, you know. Like, yeah. And you just can get locked into a particular way of thinking that, um, you know, you wouldn't necessarily consider things outside of it because you just accepted it as it being what you thought it was. So yeah, it's just frustrating sometimes when you see people who don't, um, who don't maybe appreciate the process that does go into them, just latches onto the one or two things that you do get wrong. And then just assumes, you know, you're an idiot for it. So. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is definitely a very likely thing to happen. And But as, as far as just dealing with jerks and whatnot, what I usually try to do is go overly nice because I know what they, they want a reaction out of me. They want to do this. And I will go just very kind, very curt. And, you know, not, not curt, but just sort of almost encouraging in a way. It's like just engaging them like normal. And mm-hmm. it, I have had multiple t- times where it's thrown them off so much that, they, that they've actually apologized to me for being a jerk. I've had that too. Yeah, but I've there have been times where I'll respond, you know, with sugary sweetness, and sometimes <laughs> they'll they'll turn them around. On on the other hand, there also there's also been times where they'll just dig in their heels and be even more of a dick back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when my that's when my true self comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even seen my final form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, I mean, I think I mean ultimately, like I want to just like. I just kind of want to get better at ignoring them, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's not even that big of a deal, but it's just that I do tend to engage more than I wish I did. Here's an example. I posted a tweet this morning about how I noticed something uh, with how this was the first time a Smash Brothers game was announced featuring a um, a female character as a first character you see for that game. Not a new character, this is the first character you see representing that game. This is the first time it's been a female character. I thought that was cool, especially with how the game was announced on uh, Women's International Day. I'm like, hey, that's a neat coincidence. And then there were a lot of people who argued with me in the comments um, about like either the, the, the merit or meaning of it or how it clearly wasn't intentional, even though I didn't argue it was intentional. Yeah, no, it, and you I, just told, said it as a happy coincidence. Like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I, and then I ended up replying to a bunch of people. So if you go, if you like click on my tweet, you'll just see a bunch of comments from me replying to idiots in the, <laughs> in, in the feedback to that. Um, and like in hindsight, I'm like, oh, why did I waste my time on that? You know, it's like, why even bother fighting with these morons? Mm. So yeah, I, te- um, I tend not to fight, try not to fight about stuff like that. It's the political stuff that I can fight into and I don't want to get into that but that's that's right. when I'll actually start are uh, debating in certain well cases. I mean in some ways I mean I think in some ways that tweet it was kind of political yeah I mean, the, tweet, I can, the, the tweet itself wasn't and the political. sad People thing were is taking it politically that's the sad thing is they took it politically and it's that shouldn't right. be a big deal 
Yeah, right. That's exactly it. It was literally just two facts. Yeah. <laughs> it was, these are two facts that happened, and that was and it. And if you're upset, if they're upset about that, guess what? There's a boy right next to her. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. Ay, ay, ay. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It just Sometimes people get your goat. Indeed. I mean, that's, I, mean, that, I mean, that's the thing with being a somewhat public uh, persona. Like, this is stuff you just have to deal with. And, it's, you know, I've gotten better at it. And it's something I just want to keep working at getting better at. Uh, especially with, I mean, it, I'm sure for a lot of, tube, uh, for a lot of YouTubers, um, I, oh, they probably yeah. have a similar background to, to me where, like, I never expected to be in this position. <laughs> I never expected to be in the position of some, of some um, like, public presence. You know, growing up, I was like a shy kid. Like, I always had a small group of friends. So it's very different now to go from that to to what we are now, I suppose. Where <laughs> I was terrified of public speaking. What the hell yeah, am I doing? I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but when I started Game Explain, I never even intended to be a face or even a voice of the company. It was only with uh, with the other people leaving that I had to. I was forced into this position. <laughs> Otherwise, there weren't going to be any videos. So. <laughs> no choice in the matter. So. Yeah. It just goes to show you were the you, you were the better choice. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, going on to uh, my topic for this week, uh, it's Matthew Miller, who says, "Hey guys, love the podcast. As a non-direct related question, what is a video game you hate but still love the soundtrack to? I'd love to know the answer, as even bad games can still have good soundtracks. Keep up the great work and have fun with any analysis of the direct games." Uh, well, we'll try to have fun. <laughs> I mean, they're typically fun. It's just the the note taking is fun. Script yeah. writing kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, especially when more notes come out of that process. Usually, so. usually, yes, that's when it yeah. really balloons. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. This one just caught my attention, um, and uh, it's kind of funny because as soon as I say soundtrack, I immediately think of Ash. It's like, man, it's a shame he's not here. But the, honestly, the thing that came to my head right away was. Uh, most Sonic games, <laughs> like even if like though you can think of the worst Sonic games, and they usually have a pretty good soundtrack to go along with them, and you can really get into the music and whatnot. So it's it's kind of funny that like that that is the go to for me is like just Sonic 06 has a pretty good soundtrack. Um, Shadow the Hedgehog has some pretty good songs in it. There's like there there are some good things in there that you can get out of the Sonic series, um, even if the gameplay is not good at all uh i'm trying to think of other games that sort of fit that mold though and i'm sort of drawing a blank so i'm gonna pass that over to you andre <laughs> i mean the thing yeah the, the tricky thing for me is like in most cases almost i'm reviewing it if i don't like a game i'm not gonna play it enough to get to like the music either you know <laughs> yeah um so yeah there's not too many examples i can think of um does rock band count <laughs> i mean i guess so yeah <laughs> no i mean rock band's all right um I guess I mean, <laughs> I guess Mario Sunshine not be an example. Like I don't hate the music in that game, even though I don't like the game itself. Uh, so in in fact, I think I said before, like my favorite thing about Sunshine probably is like Delfino Plaza or yeah, the the general overworld, including the music. Like the music's actually grown on me a lot over the years. Um, and I think most of the music in that game, I don't, you know, I don't dislike. I think some of it is catchy, like uh, Rico Harbor as well. Um, Bianca Hills is you know nice and kind of relaxed. Uh, in fact, a lot of the music in that game is, you know, kind of low key or relaxed by Mario standards, and I like it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just wish the gameplay itself were up to that standard. I'm trying to think of any other examples. Um, you know, there's probably a fair amount of Nintendo games like that don't hold up that well that have good music, like maybe Donkey Kong 64. It had that one forest level with 
a really catchy tune. Uh, whereas I think the gameplay in that game doesn't hold up at all these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Jeff Force Gemini. I, well, okay, I kind of feel bad about mentioning this, but I really did like that game at the time. Going back to it's rough, but it had a great soundtrack as well. It had some amazing music to the point where I remember reading an IGN preview for the game back in the day, mentioning how apparently it was a rarity back then, but the preview the preview kiosks at like E3 all had like headphone all had like headphones you could put on hmm. in order to showcase the music because they were so proud of the music back then. Uh, which we you know whereas that, these days like every game has headphones you can put on. Um, but yeah, that didn't happen too much back then, so that was kind of cool. Uh, again, these aren't these aren't all necessarily bad games. No. I'm just trying to think of games that aren't yeah, that like, great these days. Yeah. The the more recent one came to my head is uh, Brutal Legend, and granted, that's mostly a soundtrack, but it's a really dang good soundtrack they that they picked from. The game is that the Jack Black game. Yeah, that's the Jack Black game. Yeah, like right. it, it's it's fun, but it's also not the best. Like it was it was weirdly advertised as like a open world. Um, action adventure type game but when you really get into the real meat of the gameplay it's actually a uh, real time strategy <laughs> which is weird yeah that's very weird right um but again there's the, there's still moments that really stick out in my mind about that game and a lot of it is bolstered because of the soundtrack mm-hmm. so I, I yeah it's one of those things where it just sort of like it keeps you going like it just has enough but the funny thing is is you know, usually if it's not a great game, usually the music isn't that great to go along with it, unless it's just one of those that are ambitious, but they just don't pull off the final thing. And I think that's when you do get that soundtrack, where the sound, the music was able to achieve that ambition, just the rest of it wasn't. Right. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yep. So, uh, I, I, you know, the thing is, I because I streamed, I don't have it in my head as much, but did St- uh, Sticker Star have a good soundtrack? I don't remember it so i don't know a lot of, i mean so a lot of people a lot of people do praise the music of that game i so two things for me i, I actually i legitimately can't remember it mm-hmm. probably because i blocked those memories <laughs> and two even if i hadn't i honestly don't think i could separate my experience of that game from the music i really don't think <laughs> i can do it so um so yeah if i heard the music by itself completely independent of the game maybe i feel otherwise but yeah i don't remember the soundtrack doing anything particularly uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I praised in my review. I honestly can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't like that game. So Yeah, it's one of those things, like, I ended up not focusing on the music that much because I was just trying to get through it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things that happens. So, yeah, I mean, be curious to see what other people's thoughts are on that one to see, like, what games they like the soundtrack for, but they don't actually like the game itself. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. Oh, well, but, uh, well, I think that pretty much takes care of episode 55, uh, 55, 95. Man, <laughs> we're, we're going back in time. 40 back. I know our time's time all messed up here, but this is... <laughs> yeah, episode 95 of the Game Explained Real Talk uh, podcast. Thank you guys so much for the topics, and if you guys want to support us on Patreon, it's just $1 a month. Get these podcasts uh, three days early every Friday, as well as offer up topics like the ones we just had here. But, uh, yeah... We're going to get back to work and uh, get on our analyses, so hopefully you'll see those by the time this goes up for the non-patrons. And we'll catch you next week for episode 96. So thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.